There is no phone ringing, damn it! What the hell are you talking about? You know what the hell she's talking about? No. I'm afraid I don't understand. What, what, you... what Dr. Schaefer? Our Dr. Schaefer? Our Dr. Schaefer, the one who's always grabbing everybody's... Was he sick? I don't know what you're talking about. Now, what in hell am I going to tell this boy Schaefer's parents? That a substitute nurse assassinated him because she couldn't tell the doctors from the patients on the floor? My God! Okay? You let a woman beat ya, you little tiny nothing. Why did you move closer to me? I don't know. I I guess I want to be closer don't to Don't, Bob. Uh-uh. His name was Jeremiah Johnson. Norma Ray has been working since she was 16. Jeff Goldblum is the psycho freak who's everywhere the action is. That's outrageous. You try one more goddamn stunt and I'll light up the fucking sky. I'm Peter Fonda. We've just finished making a movie dealing with the most talked about subject of the day, LSD. A decade under the influence. No rules, no limits. No wonder these filmmakers changed our world. Here's my impersonation of you two weeks ago. What? <laughs> Can you do it one more time? Hey, uh, what are your thoughts on this? What? <laughs> Called out. That's 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 where we're starting, huh? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just it's just a, it's just saying what. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Call Out. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's what's happening. <laughs> now, what? It's fine. It's fine. And it's 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 proper. I went no, into no, no, space no. last episode. So. No, you were you were sick and we all had the flu. <laughs> Listen, it's fucked up. I did it. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> that's not for you up there. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, that's cute. So cat going down the stairs. If it comes down again, then there's a glitch in the matrix. Ooh. Know this. Yeah, because we only have the two cats. I know. So if another one. <laughs> but that's the 90s, and that's not where Probably we're at. going to happen. No. Uh, we are a decade uh, under the influence, and we're going to start this episode off with a recap of films we're not showing you. you got to put this on soon because we're watching The Ritz for Treat Williams' birthday, and I forget how old he is. He's in his late 60s. Is that it? Really? I think so, yeah. I looked it up, and I was like, kind of shocked that he wasn't over 70. I'm really shocked. Because a lot of these people, you know, if you're watching a movie from the 70s, it's like 40 years to almost 50 years now. Yeah. And so, you know. You can't be that young. <laughs> yeah, because 69 would be 50. Unless so. you're really young. Like, Jodie Foster was only, like, 14 in Taxi Driver. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the teen she was playing. Okay, um, so, so we were going to do a new feature where we review movies that we're not planning on podcasting because they just don't quite make it. Yeah, let's... Uh, are we going to do this as a separate thing and then... Uh, no, let's just do it and then show the movie. That's okay. what we did last time. No, we don't fine. have to. That's we should have had this discussion. Yeah, we we have our shit together. Well, we'll figure it out as we go. What's this is non-linear. What is even time? Well, let's do the one that's not on the list that we watched way back. And because I'd like to like eventually give movie reviews to 
all the seventies movies that we possibly have seen. Yeah. It'll be it's gonna be a while. Yeah. It's an undertaking, but let us begin. So, Drive, she said. Do you remember that? Any recollections of Drive, she said? Now, this is a while ago. Wait, hold on. Karen Black is in it. She plays someone named Olive. It's directed by Jack Nicholson. It's a basketball movie, but it's also like. Oh, yes. Kind of like drugs, or it's weird. Yes. And the guy has really awesome hair. Yeah. But he's a dipshit. Total asshole. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, no, he, okay, he so you remember I it. Do. I totally go. remember this film. So you go first. Well, it this film actually starts really interesting because it starts at the basketball game and everyone's like excited for the basketball game. And then also you're watching a group of paramilitaries get ready to like attack the basketball game. And it seems like it's going to be fucking awesome. Like this whole political thing. But then it's political theater that plays out um, and it's kind of weird and people don't respect it at all and like are rushing people with guns because they're like, yeah, it's not even a real, it's not even loaded or something. I don't care. Oh my God, I love you. I forgot all about <laughs> that. You do remember that. I do remember that. Because yeah. there were two kind of plots going. He had a, it's a, a roommate situation. He had a roommate who was super political. Yeah. Well, and he was in the back. Well, okay. Well, he was political. He was doing political things, whether he was political or not. I think he was super. I I would argue he's super political, but he was shitty. Like, he was a shitty, like, sociopath kind of guy. He seemed like a manarchist sort of asshole. He was committed to the politics he thought he was doing. Kind of. Mm -hmm. Until he was, like, super high on drugs. Yeah. So he's still. It's it's coming together. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of vagueness in this movie because it was a while ago, (laughs) and and it's a vague kind of movie. Like, thought he was just the shit in basketball. And could get away with anything. And spoiler alert, he could. Literally yeah. anything. He's like fucking the, his professor's wife and everyone knows about it. He like, Isn't Bruce Dern in this one? Is he in that one? I think Bruce Dern is the basketball coach. Oh, is he? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Bruce Dern. Because he, like, he tries to be nice with him. And then he's like, I tried being nice and that didn't work out. So now I'm going to be a fucking asshole to you. And, like, yeah, if I remember. In. But then Caves. Yeah. They, they, they hold a team vote to see if they're going to keep him on, but they're like, we're not actually good at basketball without that guy, so we have to keep him on the team, even though he's not focusing. Yeah. He's all enmeshed in these political things. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of vagueness in memory Kat for this movie. stepped on the computer. You should make sure that we're still going. Yeah, we're, we're fine. She I loves that you put a towel on the soundboard. I yep. love that I put a, <laughs> a towel on the soundboard. <laughs> Anything that sticks out to you in the, from that film? What the fuck nope. is that? You should check it again. What the fuck is going on over there? So just because y'all can't see, my cats, anytime I put up the fucking soundboard, they love it. They want to be on top of it. They want to be yelling and screaming and turning off things. Which um, is why we are redoing <laughs> this. <laughs> There's a lost episode. We out did there. an entire movie, and I would say in hindsight that we were brilliant. Yeah, it was it's it was one of, like two or three times. It now. was one of those on fire kind of things. <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> Maybe not. Good. Oh, do you have memories of this movie at all? Not really. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Well, Jack Nicholson directed it and he didn't direct anything he's not else. The guy to my... who's the asshole who's in it, but the guy who is an asshole who's in it basically plays Jack Nicholson being an asshole in it. Huh? Do you remember that? No, which is why maybe you can wrap up and we can move on. I have a yeah. couple. I have more uh, things to so say about it. I give this, that movie a, uh, I, th- 
think I went with a six. Yeah. Um, it, it had some interesting ideas. I don't know that it played them out very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the central, the central part of the film mm. overall was kind of a dud. Yeah. I think it's like it goes to show that maybe, you know, we need good writing and we need good acting and we need good directing because there is good things in this movie. Because after I watched this movie and time has passed, I was like, I need to see that movie or like we should podcast that movie or this movie's amazing. Yeah. Because it has some things that could be. Yeah, it, t- it has a lot of interesting Because elements. I like Karen Black a lot. Yep. And she does this thing where she's like kind of like fighting against sexism and stuff. I mean, because everyone's like shitty to her kind of. Or they, they don't like let her make her choices in life and shit like that. Doesn't she end up like just like screaming about it and shit? Yeah. It's like, you're going with me. She has a you're total fucking breakdown at some point. Cause yeah, and like that's. She's dat- but she's also dating a college student who is like her. Her husband's, because she's the... But she's, you know, not old. At least the actress Wait, wasn't. Doesn't somebody go nuts and, like, try to kill her or something? Ew. There, yes. is, there is some, yes. like, ew. The, the, the political roommate the, tries yeah. to kill her, Ooh. goes in and tries to rape her, and then chase her down. And then yeah. he beat the, the protagonist of the thing, beats him up, and then is like, No, but it's cool. It's cool. He's my buddy. Yep. See? It gets close. And then you're like, eh. It's one of those, I think it's 1970, where you're kind of like, okay. Yeah. Um, another thing. So you do remember the film. Yeah. But I yeah, because there's part, some. Cause like, oh my God. There's some. So fucked up. Some, <laughs> some cringe, yeah. But I mean, I think like it's, there's a good movie inside, maybe trying to get out, but failing. Yeah. Ultimately. But I would still give it a six. And I like some of the basketball things. The, the intro, I remember liking that, like how it was shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the first, like, it's five, just weird. five minutes of it are actually pretty good. And then yeah. it kind of goes downhill from there. Yeah, so that's Drive, he said, directed by Jack Nicholson. Dealing, I feel like, has the same guy in it. Do you remember Dealing? Because, like, I don't remember that either. Okay, so Dealing was the... I do remember Dealing, but it's Isn't Dealing the same it's, political guy? Is that the same guy? Is it the same guy? It might be. So... We don't have our shit together. Is that like he's also in college? Yeah, you talk. But he's not really into school. He's more into getting laid and having money. Um, (laughs) So he decides he's going to start dealing, Uh, and and it's got John Lithgow in it. Thank you. It's coming together. Uh I like John Lithgow. Yeah, he was great in that. Actually, it's a he does really well with the part playing a drug dealer. (laughs) (laughs) But he's not even really a drug dealer as much as he is like the. The guy who gets everything connected. He's. Did you know that this title is long? Like the actual title when it was released, it says "Dealing" or "The Berkeley to Boston Forty Brick Lost Bag Blues." Oh that is God. the full title of this movie. <laughs> that is a terrible fucking title. That is just awful. Uh, I think it's the same guy. So if you remember, he goes to go pick up a large quantity of drugs. Uh, goes to the drug house. And he meets a girl there who, for some reason, likes him. It is inexplicable. Yes. Uh, the the girl follows him. Uh, hey, the girl follows him back uh, to his car, and they're hanging out. And then they get busted. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not they get busted, but the house gets busted. So they go on like a a day date to like not get busted. 
And where does she? Oh, she takes him to the recording studio. <gasps> I like that scene. <laughs> Because this guy is playing the worst song ever at him loudly. Oh my god! Yeah, this is a like so bad it's awesome it's, part of the movie. I would I love that, oh, and it's ex- ex- excruciating it to watch. Also terrible. Uh, yeah, no, it is it is a train wreck moment for sure. Um, and then she takes him up to the the studio and she's like playing his own voice back at him in reverb. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Also cool. This is bullshit, bullshit, Like, bullshit. how do we get some studio tricks into this movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then he, he gets tired, and then they, they have sex, and it's super nonchalant, because then the annoying then guy... Then it's awkward, and I thought that was done well, actually. Yeah. They're, like, having awkward sex on the floor, and studio guys, I'm just grabbing these tapes, just you know. going to go ahead and put this stuff over here. Uh, we'll cut to the chase real quick with this, because it's not all that of an interesting plot. Uh, he wants a girl to come out. Girl can't come out because he doesn't have money. Two. He arranges for a, a bunch of drugs to come out with her so she can come out. Uh, drugs get apprehended by cops. Cops steal half the drugs to go mm. and make a deal with the mafia. Oh, my God. Shut up. I like that part. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's some really great actors in this movie or like, you know, character actors that we see throughout. Like Charles Durling yep. During oh, is yeah. in this. Oh yeah, who's also I'm saying that wrong. Who was in Dog Day Afternoon? And, and I is believe is in the the Ritz as well, isn't he? I don't think he's in the Ritz. He's not. I, don't think I thought he so. played like a cop in the. Okay. Um, Jerry Seinfeld's dad is in it. Okay. Is oh, that that's right. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and if you remember, they accidentally steal a ton of heroin. Uh, yep. Oh, Barbara Hershey. Yes, love Barbara Hershey. Yeah, she's in this. And, uh, Lamont from fucking Sanford and Son. And when we watched this, we kept being like, or I kept, <laughs> you kept being like, it's motherfucking Lamont. Because he's not in a lot of movies. No, he true. was busy with Sanford and Son for like nine seasons. <laughs> and if you want to see him in this, then uh, you get a green light. Yeah. Because I think that this is, you know, if you're interested in 70s movie, I feel like it might be worth a watch. Mm. I think so, too. I also give it a six. It doesn't. I mean, it's a. It's a decent movie. The acting's fine. The premise is meh. Uh, and at the end of it, you get a movie. Hooray. It's directed by Paul Williams, but not the Paul Williams we're thinking of. I know, because that really fucked me up when he came up. And I was like, really? <laughs> uh, Victory, do you have uh, anything that stood out from that? What was the name of the heroin cop? No, no nothing that hasn't already been mentioned. Okay. Paul Sorvino was in it. He was the taxi driver. Oh, Another right. great... 70s character actor. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Our third movie is? Oh, 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 The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. The fish That Saved Pittsburgh. Let's do it again. Victor, you want to start us off with this? You have a lot of thoughts on The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. <laughs> do I? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you do. I, mean, <laughs> I definitely had that song relentlessly stuck drilled into my brains for like weeks after we watched this movie yeah uh turns out they did a real good job with that yeah yeah the music uh on first listen does not sound remarkable sounds completely forgettable and it just tricks you into getting completely stuck in your fucking brains yeah and that's that's weird because it's uh do you remember how the song goes but uh i do (laughs) No, let's not. <laughs> um, but I, I, do, I do like the premise of the movie. Uh, it's 
it's so weird it's fun like yeah uh, yeah i mean it's a a a kid and a witch are like the the team that saves pittsburgh (laughs) that's right um they get to they make up the roster yeah they get to make up the roster and manage the team for some reason yep (laughs) inexplicably and uh everyone's just cool with that (laughs) um they don't seem to get paid to do this work and some white guy takes all the credit i thought she gets i thought she got paid I think she gets hired on at some point because she gets like a, a fancy chair on the sidelines, if memory serves. Oh, I, I found it. Yeah, Gene Siskel gives this a yes. Roger Ebert gave it a no. Yeah, and it, it's <laughs> not—it's <laughs> not the best film you'll ever see. It is a great kid fantasy film. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think that this is a great like so bad it's good, even though it's actually yeah. I feel like it's kind of good. It's not so bad, but the fact that it's bizarre that like it's. From a point of view of a kid who just is uh, completely taken seriously the whole time, I yeah. love it. Yeah, no, I like that too. It's the not reality is he based. Is wicked into astrology mm, and basketball, like you, like you are. <laughs> so the the other thing that's interesting about this is not a black exploitation film. No, in the seventies, and it's almost all people of color in the cast. Yeah, there's like four white people in the in the cast, um, and most of them don't have lines. <laughs> well, Stalker Channing, Stalker she's Channing amazing. And she's the the witch that we spoke of. The coach that they ignore kind of does. Like he says stuff every once in a while, but it's all just bullshit cliches and they make that really obvious that he's an idiot. Um <laughs> So I mean in that Meadowlark Lemon. Yeah. Mm. In that way it's it's uh I, I thought it was something completely different than something I've seen before. Um I like this movie. I would almost podcast. Don't be surprised if <laughs> you see this again. Yeah. Uh, it also has, I think, all of our favorite scene, which is basketball answers for life's questions. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we won't spoil it for you, but watch for that. Oh, it is It is the best moment of the film. There's like some clear, like, hey, my kid is having an issue. Can you help? I need some advice or, you know. No, it's not, it's not. Not like asking that. for advice. No, but not he, at she's, all. she's she's like, you're keeping my little brother out of school. And th- that, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, but she's asking him something, or she's telling him something, and his response or his retort <laughs> is not the answer that you would think. Yeah, it is. or <laughs> is it the answer that you would think? <laughs> it's definitely uh, it's different. It's not. Yeah, it's different. It's outside the box, and I think that that explains this whole movie. Yeah, thinking I, outside I the box. I disagree bunch. with that. Actually, I think that's that's maybe a good point about it. It's and that might have been like the kid's idea. He's not in that scene, but the kid's like, well, you know, I agree with your your, your take on that. She loves. Uh, well, I'm gonna stop there. Let's let's just leave that because people right. might go watch this film, and I think it would be a worthwhile thing. Yeah, to I watch. endorse seeing this movie too. Um, I I think I give it a seven and a half. Um. Oh, I, didn't look at what it was given. I mean, you can't get a seven and a half on IMDb, but that's what I would give it in, on the right. Rating. Let's get it together, IMDb. Right. I know partial partial score should be a thing. Oh yeah, it gets a five point four. Yeah, it gets a terrible rating. Um, Racism. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Jonathan Winters is in that, and he's yeah, that's weird too. Oh he's, yeah, he's, he's super w- weird. I mean, he's the character. He's always always Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You'll see him there. The child's name is James Bond the Third. 
That's fine. You're welcome to join. Yeah. You ready to move on or not? I am ready to move on. Did you give a score for us? Uh, well, definitely higher than a 5.4. You gave it a 7. I think I would give it a 7. I haven't scored this yet. Yeah. I'm going to do it right now. I kind of want to give it an 8 because I really enjoy it, but seven's good. That's why I want 7.5, and I wish that they gave us partials because, like, it's not so good that, I w- that like, 8 kind of seems like that's a good movie. It's a lot of fun. If you want to, like, <laughs> do, do some fucking water pipe fun and then watch this movie. Yeah. Mm. It, is, it is right in bounds for that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it is made for you. And it's not anything, like, that's going to, like, give you stress, I don't think. No. There's some stress. Will they win? (laughs) (laughs) Will they save Pittsburgh with astrology and a child? Will this kid ever go to school? (laughs) (laughs) Or get paid? Yeah. None of those things will happen, by the way. All right. right, Fourth movie. Are you all ready for the Medusa touch? Oh, Christ. The Medusa touch. So, go. Yeah. Take us back. Premise of the Medusa touch is a little complicated to explain, but it starts off with uh, a guy sitting in a room and someone coming to visit him, and then they have a, a short back and forth, and he turns around to watch like the moon landing or something that's going terribly, and she picks up a, a statue. I almost r- forgot what it was, but you yeah. statues need to stick out in, for you in this film. Uh, and then bashes his Spoil- fucking brains in. Spoiler alert. You just revealed the ending. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, no it's the intro. We're, we'll we'll <laughs> be is careful. right in the intro. There's statues throughout this entire film. We don't film. show you I who think- does it. Oh, well, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> just, that's the whole thing. The who did it is the whole movie. No, but it's not, though. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I mean, I get so that, and you could come away with that. My thing is, though, you know. The whole yeah. thing is that he can control natural accidents, or it's telekinesis. He's got a, a odd and it form says that on IMDb. I don't think I'm spoiling. He learns. That's not spoiling. He it. learns at a young age that he can wish someone to die, and then they die. And he's like, "Oh my god, I, I used this on my parents, and like a truck rolled over them, and then I used it on my school, and my school burned down." And then I figured out that I could do it on purpose. So he goes about like starting to use this power. And no one, like he's trying to get his therapist to believe him that he can use this power. And is that Lee Remick? She's yeah, the therapist? that's Lee Remick. Lovely and Remick. how he goes about convincing her that he has telekinesis and can do this is he brings down a fucking 747 in the middle of London. <laughs> which is too far. I mean, move the papers across the the, the table, like. <laughs> oh my God! Like Do you remember what Lee Remick is in? A delicate balance. Oh my God! I want you to stay. <laughs> we'll review the delicate balance another, another time. Another time. Uh, oh my so God! So I'm going to give them the the Medusa. What is it? The Medusa touch or the Medusa? Medusa touch, correct? Uh, Richard Burton is. I, I'm also giving that a seven because it was. Interesting. It was different. Also, interesting shots of 70s uh, uh, London, which I really like. Absolutely. And I feel it's another good movie to watch. Also, another weird, super like, high French detective, which 70s movies oh, in yeah, London. Yeah, the French detective. And he them. has to be like, I'm legit looking for the killer, even though he's looking for supernatural shit. And That's like, right. if they know 
you know, they're not going to, like, give him any time to do that because, like, nope, everyone thinks he's full of shit. Yep. But Richard Burton can do it. That's right. And get ready because the... <laughs> or Kenny. Spoiler they, alert. <laughs> you will see scenes involving the Queen and St. Paul's Cathedral and uh, all sorts of interesting things. Uh, our fifth movie? Last and perhaps least, <laughs> Oliver's Story. Oliver's story. Yeah, well, I need a touchstone for this. The one. sequel to Love Story. Oh, the this fucking guy. Terrible. And Siskel and Ebert terrible. both didn't like this movie. And their review of this movie is hilarious. Do not I sent waste you. Your life. Do not waste your life. Hmm. On I movie. watched this and thought so that bad. I should show this to Ashes and Victory, but I had a little bit of like. Yeah. So <laughs> this is. There's, it's a '70s movie. Yeah. So mm-hmm. someone got Ryan O'Neill on contract. And they're like, we can make as many movies with Ryan O'Neill between no. this amount of time. It's a sequel to a great movie. Uh, I and don't Murphy know. Brown is in it. Murphy Brown is in it. It has all the elements of what could be a good movie. Yeah, and then they, it? I think so. I think so. Because it could, it could. I think it mo- takes off great. It could I like have been that. A movie about dealing with loss, it dealing could, with grief. Yeah, it, it starts out strong. A movie about like. Uh, <laughs> following in your father's footsteps and the expectations of that. family. It could have been about all those things, but instead, it's about millionaire problems. I think it was about all yeah. those things. It just sucked at it. It, it was about dealing with grief. any of those things, it though. It wanted to be about that. It had that in the fucking script. I, yeah, I agree. It starts off at the they funeral. About it, but they never deal with it, and that's the problem with the whole film, is so they he, never Candace deal Bergen, with any says, of the issues. She says, I'm dating a ghost or something. Oh, he does or I'm competing with a ghost. Out. It flows oh, like, yeah. a, like a eighteen-year-old rich kid who's never lived a fucking day in his life, <laughs> trying to write about something he's never experienced. It's really, really true. It is no, he's a radical lawyer. He's a radical lawyer. <laughs> it's so intolerable. Barely. He's no. got. Yes. He's pitching that sweat intolerable. Equity. Sweat equity. Yes. Yeah, sweat equity. Yeah. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but it is right down there. It's not as bad as Delicate Balance. It's not as bad as Delicate Balance, which is maybe worse because, and uh, not to review too much of Delicate Balance, but that film has excellent, excellent actors in oh, it. Oh, Catherine Hepburn. Amazing. Really and fucking phenomenal. Written by an awesome playwright. Yeah, and it is a dog shit film. Save your four bucks. As Siskel and Ebert would say. Yeah, oh, I love that. I actually like that movie way more than I like <laughs> Oliver's story. No, you oh, forget yeah. how excruciating. <laughs> no, it was bad. I do remember. Because it was like, <laughs> I why? No, it just wasn't as bad or as excruciating as really? fucking okay. Oliver's Hey, they did get, they did a, get a trip to China that. out of that movie. So, I mean, yeah. that was probably awesome for Ryan O'Neill and Candace Bergen. This, yeah, at least <laughs> this movie has different scenes. A delicate balance is you get one room and these people yeah. are terrorized by an unseen terror. It's what it says on IMDb. Right. But it's just, and it's also they don't do that exactly well. correct. It's an unseen, We basically reviewed I mean, a delicate balance. Watch out. In that it's like just boring rich people's problems. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarre boring but rich people problems. I want to go to the club, but I'm afraid. <laughs> Okay, but Oliver's it, story is way worse. Yeah. Well, in this sequel to Love Story, 1970, grieving Oliver is pressured by his in-laws to move on and take part in the family business. He meets a pretty heiress, Candace Bergen. Do you Bergen, remember how he And they her? start dating. I do. But memories of Jenny come rushing back. That's all they give you. Yeah. Ryan O'Neill's in the park, and she runs by, and he gets mad at her and runs, runs after her screaming at her. And she's okay with it. 
Yeah, it's a little weird. Now, uh, IMDb gives us a 4.5. I gave it a 7 because I... Well, it depends where you're at in your head. Apparently, when I watched this by myself, <laughs> I believed in the best of it, and I really liked the stuff about him dealing with greed. He didn't deal with I greed. I liked it. I don't know, and I liked that. I'm so know. mad about that. And I like Candace Bergman. I yeah, love I Murphy like Brown. Bergman a lot. And she's good in this, I think. Yeah. I, mean, she I think she's the only reason you like this movie. I think so, too. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, there's some the, good character to be actors. Fair, she, his brother-in-law, I herself like. Herself is the only thing I liked in the movie. And I like Ray Milland. But it also wasn't her best acting either. But I mean, to be fair, she wasn't given much to work with. Right? Okay, I'll give you that. But also, I think we haven't mentioned it. I'm looking at it now, and there's like 16 character actors in this yeah, movie. Yeah, that, that part's pretty A lot of things. So if you're watching every 70s movie, you're going to need this to complete the package. Yeah. <laughs> you, will. you you you'll have to watch it, but then you'll but watch also, it, yeah. and you won't ever have to watch it again. If not, if you're not doing that, you can spare some time and your four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that, that brings us. That yes. takes us at twenty eight minutes. So I'm actually going to make this its own episode. So okay. we've promised you the Ritz, which will also get posted. Um, Happy birthday, Treat Williams! Absolutely. So catch us in the second part, or maybe the third part, depending on how how this comes out, um, uh, for our watch of the Ritz.